We believe that through anti-hate statements, we are openly condemning the hate and violence against historically, intentionally, and traditionally marginalized people groups. Welcome to FYI, the Public Library's podcast. I'm Kathleen Hughes with the Public Library Association. Our guests are Cindy Catree, Public Relations Manager at the Downers Grove, Illinois Public Library, and Van McGarry, Adult and Teen Services Assistant Manager at Downers Grove, Illinois Public Library. Before we get started talking about anti-hate statements, you are both going to be in a program at PLA Conference in March of 2022. The program is called Anti-Hate Statements, an Inclusive Way to Support Community Members. Cindy, why don't you tell us a little bit about your library and how and why did the library decide to begin creating anti-hate statements? The Downers Grove Public Library serves Downers Grove, which is a western suburb of Chicago, and so we have a population of just under 50,000. Our library is in the downtown area along a metro line, and so we see a pretty diverse population from not only Downers Grove, but a lot of neighboring cities and the city of Chicago as well. Our mission is to be a place for everyone to discover, grow, play, and learn, and our library really strives to exhibit our commitment to being a safe and welcoming place for everybody. In May of 2020, with the murder of George Floyd, that murder really sparked moments of reckoning for a lot of people and organizations across the country. As you know, a lot of libraries were also facing this realization that we need to put more action into reinforcing our commitment to be inclusive spaces. That's really kind of where our motivation came from for the first anti-hate statement, because we believe that through anti-hate statements, we are openly condemning the hate and violence against historically, intentionally, and traditionally marginalized people groups. Did you want to add anything, Van? We recognize that it was important for us to move beyond where we had been, which was saying that we were welcoming and that everyone was welcome in the library and hate had no home in the library. It was important for us to move beyond that and really specifically call out or condemn acts of violence against specific groups and recognize their pain and to take a stand against the hate and violence that was going against these specific groups. Over time, we continue to recognize the need to issue additional anti-hate statements as more of the historically, intentionally, and traditionally marginalized people groups or HIT MPGs face crises and as they continue to feel unsafe in the community. And unfortunately, issuing anti-hate statements is an ongoing process, and we've continued to really learn and grow along the way. Cindy, do you want to talk about the hate statements the library currently has on their website and any that are in progress? Our first one, you know, was from June of 2020 in response to the murder of George Floyd. And since then, we have authored three others. The next came in March of 2021 in response to the Atlanta shootings of Asian women. Then we had one in April of 2021, another message in support of Black and Brown lives, especially since the murder of Adam Toledo in Chicago happened right around that time. And then another in June of 2021, when a lot of violence and hate was rising against the Jewish community and the Muslim community as tensions were really rising in the Gaza Strip. And are you working on one currently? 
part of the process of authoring anti-hate statements for us is really looking at what communities are currently in crisis and where are their needs and where are they feeling seen and unseen. And so right now we are not in, in process. Van, what does a hate statement accomplish for the library? First of all, an anti-hate statement is a useful tool. It's more than just words. We see it as a really useful tool that supports um, the hit MPGs, as we discussed earlier. And in addition to that, it also serves as a learning resource for all members of the community. It shows support for community members that are in crisis, as we've been talking about. It shows that the library is there for them. It shows that they're accepted and valued. We see their issues. We see their pain and we recognize it and we acknowledge it. And we are centering these messages around what they're feeling and they're facing. And in addition to that, we are bringing this awareness so that other community members can learn from what has been happening to these hit MPGs, both historically as well as in the current times. And they can reflect on that and see what is causing these events to happen, what roles they are playing in society, and what they can do about it. This is Cindy. I was just going to add that I invite anybody who might be reading and perhaps learning from an anti-hate statement to also reflect on the privilege of not having to be named in an anti-hate statement. It is a privilege not to have your community reckoning with something like this. So, And speaking of the community, what has been the reaction or have you had any reaction? We've had quite a big response. It's pretty split down the middle, but I think that that's to be expected. I think that's kind of, you know, what we're seeing across the entire country right now. There have been so many messages in support of our anti-hate statements that have really made it very clear to us as an institution that what we are doing is really the right thing to be doing. We are seeing how these statements are really impacting families in our community and how some of them feel seen and valued as community members for the first time since moving into the area. And we are able to welcome them into the library and give them a a safe space where they know that they can show up as their true and authentic selves. Some of the negative feedback that we have received, you know, a lot of those are really more concerned about other things that are happening in the world. And the statement is kind of an opportunity for them to voice their opinions. Our library is here for everybody. And our statement is not saying that we are only in support of one group, right? We're removing this either or thinking. Instead, we are just opening our doors wider. And we're saying that we welcome and support this community that's currently in crisis. But that's not going to change anybody else's library experience. Everybody is still welcome at the library. Everybody is welcome to use the library as they were before. I just want to reiterate the point that Cindy was making that some people do respond with a kind of an either or mindset. And by that, what we're referring to is that there are some knee jerk reactions to the statement that they feel because we are specifically calling out support for a certain group, then that means we're not supporting another group. But that is not the case. The anti-hate statements are condemning hate and violence against a specific group, and that does not diminish or that does not mean that there is less support or no support for any other group. We are just specifically in a moment of crisis and need throwing out support and reaffirmation for groups that specifically need it at a certain time. We have had quite a lot of positive feedback, as Cindy was mentioning, from people with 
kids who have said that they are feeling that the statements give them feelings of hope for their kids to grow up in this area, that they feel that they will have true inclusion in these spaces now because their issues and their pain is not just being overlooked or erased, not invisible anymore, because that often happens with hit MPGs. There's a lot of power that comes with bringing attention to these often silenced voices. What is the process of writing the statement? Who's involved? Is the board involved? Does it have to be approved by your board of directors? Or tell us about that. Writing an anti-hate statement is a very involved process. This isn't something that you can kind of just pump out really quickly and check off of a list. Currently, what our process is, usually Van and I are the two people to really consider the circumstance and the crisis at hand, and we do our research of what is going on and where do these community members feel seen and unseen. And it's really a moment for us to reflect on what our community members and staff members that identify with this hit MPG group, how can we support them? Where do they need the library support? It's a lot of careful consideration, making sure that we are naming the issues at hand and not shying away from them and being very intentional with our words, making sure that as we are writing these, we're not writing it for the entire audience of Downers Grove and kind of making sure everyone's going to go away with a warm, fuzzy feeling. You know, instead, this is about making that community group in crisis feel seen and valued and supported. And so, They are our audience, as Van was saying earlier. And so once we finish writing it, then we give it to our director who goes through it and our board of trustees. We've created an entire framework to assist our board in kind of the questions to ask themselves and how we think about it. So we're all on the same page and we all will contribute to it and then it'll be released. If anyone is interested in taking a look at our past statements or the framework for our anti-hate statements that Sydney was just referring to, please check out our website, dglibrary.org forward slash EDI. So on our equity, diversity, and inclusion page, we have all of our statements as well as our full framework that really describes the process and what goes into our anti-hate statements where we carefully consider what goes into the message because it's really important for us to not issue a generic or performative statement, because we often see um, after a crisis that lots of organizations just quickly really copy and paste or issue these kind of cookie cutter statements and very generic messages that can often do more harm than genuine or authentic support. And so we really try to avoid that by really being intentional with our messaging And we also, as Cindy said, really want to name the issues. And so we try to avoid whitewashing or glossing over the issue to try to make it seem more comfortable or pleasant. Like we said, we were trying to really stay focused on who the audience is. And we also try to make sure that we avoid the statement being performative because we don't want it to be something that we do just because everyone else is doing it. We want to make sure that we are putting mindfulness behind the statement and also backing it up with other actions on the part of the library, whether it's our outreach and our programming or our collection developments or our strategic plan that carries out other actions of the library with our policies and procedures or et cetera. We want to make sure that we really are doing more than just issuing a statement because that is something that a lot of people are doing. 
but we want to make sure that we are carefully crafting the message and then also going beyond it. And just to add to what Van was just saying, in addition to backing it up with what we're doing with our strategic plan and our programming and how we are functioning as a library, in each statement, it's important for us to kind of have a therefore statement at the very end of what gives somebody who's reading this who might not be educated about the the event at hand or the, the crisis at hand, how can they learn more? What are their next steps? So we give them book lists, we give them resources like the hollow back trainings or events that they can come to. And so it's really important to make sure that your statement not only is condemning the hate, naming the issues at hand, and valuing those community members who need that support, but also giving readers somewhere to go with it. So that way they're not left kind of wondering, oh, whoa, I didn't know about this. And now what do I do? Instead, we're saying, oh, well, let us help you. Something else that is a reason for us to do it is as a library, we want to model the behavior that we want to see in our communities. And through the the words and the actions behind those words, we want to show and demonstrate to our community members how we can be inclusive as well as anti-racist and anti-hate. For example, we have had incidents of hate messages or hateful gestures or actions in the Downers Grove community And so it's really important for us to call out or specifically name these very hurtful and hateful actions and to make sure that we let the community know that this is not acceptable. This is extremely hateful and hurtful. And we reinforce these messages to the community members. Cindy, what are strategies for releasing your anti-hate statements and what are your strategies for responding to feedback? So we share them across pretty much all of our platforms. So we post them on social media. We put them on our website, on the homepage, and on our EDI page. And we also email them out to patrons. This is something that's really important not to shy away from, and you don't want to bury it in your website. These are really significant and important and have a big impact on people. So we want to share them. So in responding to positive feedback, make sure that you are responding to them because these are your supporters who are going to show up for you. Also remember that the stories that are shared in those responses are not ours to use to market ourselves in some kind of way. Some of these stories that will be shared in response to your statements will be very and deeply personal and intimate stories. It's very vulnerable for someone to share some of these um, experiences with you. So always ask permission before you share them. Negative feedback will come and that's okay. Just remember a lot of people are still learning and in their own journeys. Most of the responses we get that are negative are simply knee-jerk reactions. You know, they're probably somebody sitting on their phone texting it out as they're like sitting down to a cup of coffee. So we do reply to substantial and thoughtful feedback or if they've requested a response. Typically it's our director who responds on behalf of the board of trustees, but I also help The big thing is really don't get into arguments. This is not the time to have a debate or an argument. But what you can do is always ask people to get curious with you by learning more and sharing the resources. Or, you know, if all else fails, you can simply say, thank you for your feedback. Your response has been recorded and shared with our board. It's also important to share the reasoning behind the library's EDI work, which anti-hate statements is a part of, as well as to be transparent about how This work is being done. So on our EDI page, we have not just the 
full framework, but we also have recordings of the board meetings specifically linked from when we had discussed our anti-hate statements and the framework. Community members can see how we came to develop our framework and the discussions that went around it, the conversations that we had with the board members and administration of how we're doing this work, why we're doing this work, the way that it's being done and how those decisions are being made. And community members are welcome to come to the board meetings. They can share their thoughts there as well. And so we try to be as transparent as we can with all of our EDI work. Those trainings are available for the community members so that they can also learn as we learn and grow as we grow. I welcome people to, again, check out our our EDI page. I just want to reiterate exactly what Van said. It's so important to really rely on the strength of Um, what you already have in place, like your strategic plan, your purpose statement, your mission statement, those are all going to help you in explaining why you're doing this. And once it's in a policy like that, it's a lot easier to have everybody say, okay, well, maybe I'm not happy about it. It isn't just this one-off rogue comment that the library made. This was an intentional thing. Because I think a lot of people, when they are unhappy maybe with what the library puts out. They might say, oh, well, this one time, you know, it's such a political reaction. Instead, by leaning on the infrastructure that you've created in your organization with a with a mission statement and your strategic plan, it then shows that this is a very intentional part of the work that you're doing and purposeful and meaningful. And here's why. That was Cindy Catree and Van McGarry of the Downers Grove, Illinois Public Library. Since the recording of this episode, the Downers Grove Public Library released a statement in solidarity with the LGBTQ plus community. Visit the library's website at dglibrary.org EDI to see all of their anti-hate statements. Anti-hate statements, an inclusive way to support community members, will be held Thursday, March 24th from 10.15 to 11.15 a.m. at the PLA Conference in Portland. Thanks for listening.